Ours to Protect. In association with the Independent Broadcasters of Ireland, check out arstoprotect.ie for more information. This week on Ours to Protect, we meet Professor Iris Moller. Originally from Germany but now living in Ireland, Professor Moller is a coastal geomorphologist who researches how physical and biological processes interact at the coast. She uses these insights to work with others within beyond the discipline of geography to develop solutions for a coastal environment in which people are protected from flooding and erosion, whilst also taking advantage of the many benefits healthy ecosystems and dynamic coastal landforms particularly coastal wetlands, have for us. A prime example of an area of great research and interest for Iris is Bano Bay in Wexford and we asked her why that area has really piqued her attention. It's just uh, phenomenally interesting to me to see the changes that we can see in the physical landscape there over the last decades to centuries. We've got massive amounts of sand shifting around from one place on the shore to another place on the shore, building the dunes, moving the dunes, particularly the dynamic environment that you have there. I'm particularly a specialist on salt marshes, which are these really shallow areas that exist often behind dunes where they find shelter uh, for vegetation to grow, for plants to grow, and, and really fine mud deposits. And it's just fantastic to see how those environments have flourished over the past few years, but also how they adapt to change. And we're facing huge change in this country, as you probably know, on account of you know, the climatic changes that we're expecting due to global climate change. The Wexford coastline stretches for 260 kilometres. 211 of those kilometres are soft coastline. We know that brings problems with erosion, so we asked Professor Moller what that means for the people who live here. It is an an enormous problem that we're facing as society and it's really uh, important that we all work together and that we work together with the people who are affected uh, in order to find solutions that work for everybody into the future. One of the, the big problems is that we maybe are still not quite thinking far enough ahead into the future when we make decisions about how we use our land, how we plan to build on land and how we kind of commit to allowing the land a bit of flexibility into the future to change. We need that change um, because, you know, the fact is that those gardens or cliffs that are eroding, the gardens that are falling into the sea and the roads and the houses are falling into the sea, as, as part of that process we're seeing fine sands released into the coastal waters and the waves and the tides are carrying them around the coast for us to build land elsewhere. That absorbs carbon, uh, helps us you know, meeting our carbon targets, keep climate change limited and brings us lots of benefits for biodiversity, for people's recreation, you know, their mental health. We've all learned that during COVID. We need these kinds of spaces that give space for nature and they unfortunately need a dynamic setting and they need coasts to be dynamic and we want coasts to be fixed. So we have a fundamental 
problem that we all need to think about together into the future. Quilcher Nature and National Parks and Wildlife Service this year have been teaming up to carry out biodiversity restoration works at the Raven Nature Reserve in Curriclow. They have been working together to restore sand dune habitats and improve the long-term natural value of the Raven. These works involved felling non-native trees at the southerly tip of the site with upgrading of the main walking path. So as an expert, we asked Iris her thoughts on this. It's interesting to see that we've made decisions in the past that are really strange decisions if we look at them now retrospectively. And now we're trying to kind of fix what we did in the past because we realised that actually through decisions in the past, like conifer plantations, for example, on dunes, we've lost a habitat that is now one of the priority habitats in the European Union to restore and retain. And so the attempt to restore that habitat in order to draw the benefits that it brings to to everybody, biodiversity and so on, and carbon storage and dynamic coastlines, we have to now make really big decisions. And, you know, for example, you know, then removing trees that were once planted where they should never have been planted is one of those kinds of decisions. Uh, we need to really think into the future and what are the, you know, the future generations going to say, because we can clearly see that we've made mistakes in the past that we're now having to remedy. So if we can be better than we were in the past look to the future a little bit longer term, think about our children and their children, you know, what kind of world do we want them to live in? We're getting pretty good at climate predictions. You know, we know that sea level rise will rise by at least a certain amount, if not, you know, more than that. So we at least we have a common bottom baseline that we can be confident that this is what's definitely going to happen. And then above that, we might be a little bit uncertain. But we have this kind of baseline certainty and we're getting good at modelling and predicting and, and we need to take that into account. Globally, populations in low elevation coastal zones are growing at unprecedented rates, while the value of coastal ecosystems to society is increasingly recognised. This is no different in Wexford and Dr Mahler's research addresses the pressing questions relating to the increased human use of coastal areas and the conflict that arises when sea levels rise. We asked her, is there more we can do to stop this erosion and predict sea level rising from happening before it's too late? Uh, we certainly could do a lot better than what we are currently doing. At the moment, we don't really have a national priority in Ireland uh, to focus on the, the, that particular challenge. If you look at the Netherlands, where you've got you know, a third of the country under sea level or whatever, and it's a, a real big national issue, a lot more of the national resource flows into observing the coast, gathering data on the coast, gathering information that can then feed into models in order to predict what happens into the future, or at least have a you know, bottom line guess. And we have the technology to do it. We've got a lot of now digital ways of observing, monitoring satellites, drones, digital devices we can place at the coast to measure waves, tides and so on. But we're not doing it because it needs resource. It needs a commitment. And until and unless we do that, we're not really going to be able to predict which areas around Ireland will be underwater in the next 50 to 100 years. Ours to Protect, in association with the independent broadcasters of Ireland. Check out ours2protect.ie for more information.